Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. In the world of tomorrow. This Yana is a duplicate, dimensionalized from virtual reality to reality. The line between reality and virtual reality is about to ignite. And only one man can stop it. He's a future cop, up against an opponent who's part human, part cyberpunk, pure killer. I have friends trapped in your mainframe prison. Get them out. All the killers from virtual reality, he's going to bring them back to life. Virtual combat. In it lies a world of information worth dying for. Starring kickboxing champion Don the Dragon Wilson and Athena Massey. Virtual combat. The future will blow you away. Welcome to They Called Us a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Called Us a Movie. We are part of the Main Naming Network and to find more from us, check out the website themainnaming.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Main Naming. We are also now a proud member of Geek Fives Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Called Us a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Everybody loses to Myers. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's uh, all right. It's the worst catchphrase in all yes. of movie history. <laughs> I was deciding between that or starting to sing a Creed song, but I didn't want us to get DMCA. <laughs> I couldn't agree more with you, Mark. That I, I, I have that in all capitals on my notes. <laughs> worst catchphrase in movie history. <laughs> Everyone loses to Dante. <laughs> oh, it, this delivery is always the same, and it's yeah. so bad. But before we get into Dante and the movie he's in, uh, guys, what did you watch this week? Dan, what about you? So I watched a little movie called Godzilla vs. Kong. Don't know if you heard about it. I had to watch it from the comfort of my own home, unfortunately. I was not looking forward to that, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. The movie delivers on what it's promised. Big uh, big monkey fighting a nuclear lizard a few times. It's pretty cool. 
have either of you seen it? I, I no. Anthony, right? You haven't. Nope. Okay, Mark, have you? Nope. No. All right, so I don't want to give. I won't give too much away, but for future movies, if they decide to do that, just stop showing humans. We don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them. Just like show them a little bit. Right. Don't need it. There was some good interactions, but there's a certain group that whenever they show up, it's just like the movie comes to a grinding halt. Mm-hmm. So I, I won't say who, but you, when you see it, you'll figure it out if you decide to see it. But I enjoyed it. I love those two monsters. I hope we see more of them. But if not, I think this was a good movie to go out on. Yeah, so I just imagine, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm getting the wrong monster that would fit in this scene. I've just imagined Kong being like the person in that beginning of an action movie that they walk into his cell or cage. And before they even start talking, he like puts sunglasses on and goes, all right, where am I dropping? <laughs> no. I, is that not, more Godzilla? I, I would say more Godzilla. Okay. but Because Kong is really just kind of like, he's really just thrown into this stuff and he yeah. wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, they definitely do a good job of making you feel for him. Yeah. The one thing that I don't like about this movie is all the, let's just say, deviant art pictures that people are putting up. If you know what I'm getting at, the, yeah. uh, there was a picture of Godzilla straddling Kong and Godzilla is like super thick and people are just, they need help or Jesus <laughs> because that that's not some that's not the first thing that should go through your mind when you watch this movie. Like, oh, well, I have to imagine Kong getting ready to get it from a female Godzilla. That's what's going on now. I mean, sometimes that always a female Godzilla. Oh, no, it, it was a female. Everything I saw was female Godzilla. Uh, oh, and, and you're just not like, branching out enough, Dan. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and just like a very bewildered Kong. Like, I don't want to do this, but Godzilla's the alpha, so he doesn't have a choice. It's, <laughs> it's I, uh, I feel, going back to your comment, I feel that most of the people that draw on this stuff probably have already found Jesus, and this is their outlet. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it is, but you always get those, um, you know, like Sonic or any other cartoon, get Lola, uh, Lola Bunny, for instance, mm-hmm. obviously, that's a big one. But you never think you would see Godzilla. Right. That's that's what I would think, right? Yeah. Because I don't, who could look at Godzilla and think, that's sexy? I mean, no king shame, Dan. <laughs> I might have to on this one. There's got to be a line to the no king shame, right? Right. I mean, come on. Well, children. But, I mean, in terms of characters, let's... Oh, okay. uh, it's got to be a line where we're like, okay, we can make fun of this just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, think, like, Godzilla was created out of a country's nightmare, essentially. Like, like they lived through this. And now you're drawing, you know, the Nicki Minaj of uh, monsters, I guess. It's like... <laughs> How long did you wa- look on DeviantArt at these? <laughs> it wasn't on DeviantArt. <laughs> I don't even know if DeviantArt is still a thing. Maybe it is, but it was on Twitter. And <laughs> and the, the caption was, now, hear me out. No, I'm not going to hear you out on this one. You go directly to Twitter jail. <laughs> what about you, Mark? What kind of creepy-ass pictures are you looking at on Twitter? <laughs> well, only the CIA knows about that, so we'll keep that quiet. I guess the only thing this week that I watched is actually watched two shows with Dan weekend. Watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. which is getting good and have a theory that I don't know which way they're going to go with it, but I really like it to go the way I'm thinking, but I don't want to spoil it for people. And we watched Invincible. Or, well, I watched episode four without watching the first three. So 
I was kind of playing catch up a little bit. You said it was okay. No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I don't care about spoilers, but it's I'm just, just like not. I'm just like okay, all right. I think I got the relationships down now. Okay, I got it. I, I've caught up. Yeah, I didn't want you to like. Oh, Dan made me watch episode four. <laughs> no, no, ruined no. everything. Damn it, you're watching episode. <laughs> No, the only thing I have to say about it was we had a nice fun joke between us with the uh, with one of the characters. Slight spoilers for anybody out there. I won't say the name of the character, but if people have researched it, they'll know. You were like, yeah, so uh, one of those characters is voiced by Zachary Quinto. And I was like, oh, is he going to be evil? Right. <laughs> I'll be completely honest and show my not recent comic graphic novel knowledge here. But I didn't know that it had a source material that there's a comic or graphic novel of this. That was, I found that out on Twitter or something, someone talking about it. It was really interesting and right up the type of superhero stories I like in terms of they take it as seriously as most of that stuff should be taken and then have fun in other areas when they're trying to be human or non-superheroes. Riding that line. And I think they're doing it pretty well so far, at least the one episode I've seen. Okay. For me this week, watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Just enjoying it. I know everybody just like loves to just try and theorize about what's going to happen and all that stuff. It was like, didn't you guys learn your lesson from Wanda, WandaVision? Really? Like, you got to try and figure out after every episode where Mephesto is going to wind up. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say my theory is not anything big like that. It's what I think. Specifically. Okay. I was going to say, it's what I think one of the characters may end up being. Yeah. Not Uh, not, not you specifically. I see, I just see it on on Twitter. Oh, I know what you're saying. Just in general, it's just like, yeah. you guys just got to watch watch the fucking show. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the show is just that. Yeah. You know, there's nothing deeper than that. It goes back to like season one of True Detective. It was like oh, like yeah. that, when that was going off and everybody was trying to figure out what the Yellow King was. It was like, well, if you read this book, Yellow King is <laughs> yeah. referenced here. Like, they don't even say fuck all about this book in that show. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I wound up being some landscape dude. Right. There's like, <laughs> no, there's someone that they never even mentioned before. Yeah. I, I think it just, it helps people. It's like betting almost, right, for sports. It just helps people get invested a little bit more in the show they're watching. And it's just, I guess sometimes it's just fun to be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist without going off the deep end. I think it is... A form of comic book gatekeeping. Yes. In a way, yeah. Because all these people have this foregone prior knowledge of this stuff, right? Sure. It's like, well, Mephesto, well, how could... They don't even know... So there was... I think one of the writers for WandaVision specifically mentioned that, like, she doesn't really... She didn't have Mephisto in it because she doesn't really know who Mephisto was. And that was like became a big story. It's like, how could she not? How could mm. she be writing for this show when she doesn't know fuck all about these characters? And it's like, well, that's not the fucking story she wrote, yeah. bro. Well, I'm <laughs> assuming like, the pronoun helps with the anger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, I think, if anything, that's on the fans who inserted a character into a story. Yeah. When it wasn't meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I agree. I think it, it can be taken to extremes for sure. But I, I feel as if, you know, when Mark and I were watching it and we're like, oh, maybe that's what this character is or maybe it's Nightmare. It wasn't basically saying it, it's like if it's not Mephisto, I'm going to fucking freak out. <laughs> like, like, no, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a story about Wanda. It wasn't a story about Reed Richards. It wasn't a story about Doctor Strange. It, it was... It was essentially like how people were getting 
not up in arms, but they would theorize, well, in Captain America Winter Soldier, why didn't Cap call upon the Avengers to help take down these hell, you know, these helicarriers? Well, it's not their story. It's Captain America's story. Because they only have Robert Downey Jr. contracted for so many movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, it, and if you keep calling these people, it's like, well, it loses its... Well, we just keep seeing the Avengers. We, we just want to see these one characters. So uh, I, I get it. Sometimes you just have to say, because it says so in the script. <laughs> sure. Sure. If it's if it's a good movie, it's a good movie. And you don't need to explain to these people why so-and-so doesn't show up or why they do show up. Fans are getting super spoiled mm-hmm. now where, you know, they're demanding things or if they're not getting what they want, it's the studio's fault or it's the uh, the writer director's fault. Like, hey, like what about, what happened to creative freedom? Yeah. Like, why can't these people exercise their ideas without you starting a hashtag or just like bullying people? And I'm not talking like you can imagine what I'm talking about, but I'm not just talking about that. Last like Jedi. Yes, it it happens everywhere. Sonic. Uh, oh, that that was prior to the Snyder Cut. That might have been what really opened the floodgates. Yep. You know, pushing a whole production a year back because you don't the, like a character design. The the sad part is they may have kind of been correct about that when they came with the new character design. Sure, and it it probably <laughs> helped it in the long run, but you're you're essentially saying right. to the the public that. You control what we do. Yeah, I, I agree that it opened the floodgate, but it's it's unfortunate that the one time when it was probably correct is what started all this. Yeah. It was like they went, well, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, when they first, sure, I was still seeing it either way. Um, yeah. So it didn't affect me. But but now now we got all this stuff and it's just I think the main thing is it comes back to my uh, theory to always have with with conspiracy theorists and stuff. And it, it, I think it applies here in terms of trying to guess things is that sometimes people just want to feel like they're the smartest person in the room and mm-hmm. know something before every anyone else. Yeah. Um, and I think that, so let's just say for an example, say Mephisto did show up in WandaVision. The guy that said it in episode two can be like, see, I told you. Yeah. You know, I'm, true. I'm so much smarter than you. And then when it doesn't happen, he just screams that it's the studio's fault and not that he took a wild guess at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I think people are taking it too far. And we always do take it too far. It's, I don't think it's anything super new, right? I mean, yeah, I, when I Michael think... Keaton was cast as Batman, there was a petition to get him removed. Mm-hmm. And people didn't like the Ben Affleck casting, and now it's he, he's their favorite Batman and all right. that stuff. Right. Yeah, Heath Ledger, you know. Heath yeah. Ledger, Jared Leto, for some reason. I mean, of course, Jared Leto. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that one doesn't make any sense. I'll never understand that one. Yeah. And Dan can uh, back me up on this is that outside of when we were making the WandaVision stuff, we were doing it in a, in a mostly joking manner. In terms yeah, you're of some you're of part of the, the problem, Mark. You're part of the problem. If Twitter has taught us anything, we're irredeemable people <laughs> uh, and we're wrong. Yep. But, yeah. And I wouldn't even say kind of joke. We were joking. We were we yeah. were giving our opinions. But at the end of the, were any of us upset? Yeah. No, not at all. I was specifically talking about both of you when I brought this up. So, well, yeah. I was not upset. I wasn't yeah. sending death threats to anybody. Yeah, uh, my final, uh, the, where I was leading to, my final point was what I enjoy doing, especially going and watching with Dan every Friday. You know, the shows. It's just making those guesses and 
thoughts about things that actually are mentioned in the show. Like, that's been one of the slightly fun things with Falcon and Winter Soldier, is those credits have little clues in them, like, that actually show up. Like, it mentions names of towns and cities, and, you know, and they have been in there. Like, it's not anything crazy. Like, I believe the the pirate city was mentioned. It's, like, written... You know, in in one of the in one of the tearaways, the power brokers mentioned in the first credit that that stuff I enjoy going. Oh, okay, I was there the whole time. Now you know, now I get it. Rather than you know trying to piece together like Ant said, you got to read this book that's totally outside of the fiction to connect the dots and explain the story. Mm-hmm. I feel I believe that's what Falcon and Winter Soldier has been doing better than you know even even WandaVision was. Yeah, gotcha. And also, besides that, what I watched this week, I rewatched Back to the Future for the millionth time. And my wife and I also, we watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And those movies hold up. Really? They're fantastic. Even Blew Blew Up up the Kid. Blew Up the Kid's fun and dumb. The first one is excellent, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember. (laughs) That was a sad movie. Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. They dropped it on you. Poor Auntie. I remember being pretty bummed out after watching that movie. Oh, yeah. I was still pretty bummed out about that <laughs> that moment. That's good storytelling right there. If a a story can make you feel for an ant, I feel like that's pretty pretty good. Mm. Especially if it holds up. Yeah, I thought so. And that's really all I watched this week. I didn't watch anything new. So why don't we take this opportunity to take a moment and listen to some ads so we can pay those bills. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into this week's movie. And this week's movie was mine. And I don't know. I just saw a whole bunch of B-movies, direct-to-video movies being offered to me and recommended to me on Amazon Prime. And one always kind of showed up and it seemed interesting and I was wrong. The movie is Virtual Combat from 1995, starring Don the Dragon Wilson as a world kickboxing champion from the 90s. Was in a whole bunch of other movies, and including this one. But where are you guys coming from with Virtual Combat, Dan? I had never heard of it. I had seen it scrolling through Amazon. Uh, it looked very blah. Nothing caught my eye about it when I when I would look through it. Yeah, this movie, I, I don't know what to think about it, to be honest. Most of the time, my wife will sit down and watch the movie with me, and she'll, you know, she'll make some jokes, and I'll make some jokes. But as soon as the title started, like the, the open, opening credits started, she bowed out. Like, yeah, I can't do this movie. I'm sorry. She, like, what do you mean you can't do this? Like, she was like, well, look at the production value. It looks terrible. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll she, give it a shot. She didn't respect the uh, director's vision because it was shot in 4.3? No, went, unfortunately yeah. not. Yeah, listen, it, it doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie was very misleading, in my opinion. There's not a whole lot of virtual combat. Sure. Right? I mean, it's the very beginning of the movie, sure. Yeah. There's a lot of boobs in it, and usually I don't complain about boobs, but <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I want, when I see them, it's got to be tasteful. I, there needs to be a reason for them to be there. And sometimes it just wasn't, in a, in a movie called Virtual Combat, I was not expecting to see any boobs. <laughs> Even when the, the idea of cyber sex came up? I don't understand why that's a thing in this movie. You know, why wasn't this just called cybersex then? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Fair point. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I was excited when they said, you know, what was it? Lethal cyber sex. Sign me up. Where do I get this <laughs> lethal cyber sex? Let's do this. And also, I think you're combining the two programs. It was lethal combat and, oh, cyber, and it was I, just <laughs> re- generic cyber sex. That's what it was oh, called. All right. Well, that's okay then. I, I still thought lethal lethal cyber sex was pretty cool. I guess they, they were going to fuck you to death or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't want to reach level 10 on that one. No. <laughs> they just like crush your head or something. I thought it was a little sexist because we see in the movie a wife, uh, a husband and wife sign up for the cyber sex deal. And we see the guy getting it on or getting ready to get it on with one of the cyber women. But then we don't see the wife getting it on with cyber Ken. I thought that was a little unfortunate. You know, I mean, be better movie. Don't just show the women. You got to show the guys too. Right. Am I wrong here? In 2021, they would have shown both. You got to, I think. That's you got to be fair nowadays. Other than that, I, I have a lot of notes on this movie. It's uh, none of them good. So yeah, I didn't. I can't say that I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> what about you, Mark? So at first, when I looked it up, I thought it was going to be like some kind of weird spiritual successor to that other virtual reality fighting movie we watched, whatever that one was. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I thought it was going to be like one of those like same director, same most of the same cast sort of movie. But I was thoroughly disappointed that this just looked like a guy had an idea for a movie that took place during the time when karate, for some reason, was making a resurgence in the United States. You know, it's right around Mortal Kombat and Power Rangers and all that. And it was just awfully boring. If to say there are plot holes is like actually giving plot holes credit. I don't I don't know how to <laughs> make that sound any better. Like there are things that I just have that there are big questions that they didn't bother to answer in the movie. But uh, I'm 100% agreeing with both of you. It just felt like they didn't really know how to film combat or fighting, and none of the characters seemed very charismatic at all as fighters. As much as they tried to make Dante seemed that way he just looked like a knockoff got strapped to me or you know got stabbed that's it if the main character from hologram man or whatever that was called was dante in this movie it may have been slightly better slightly like like but it was just everything was boring about it and even the sex scene stuff was like all right yeah okay when's this over you know sort of i wished it was better but it was not yeah so I was kind of hoping, like, because it, it's very similar to Hologram Man, and we've done a, a few other direct-to-video action movies uh, in the past. We've done The Killing Zone, Mission of Justice, this, Hologram Man, and this is, like, my least favorite of them. Yeah. I mean, for a guy that was in so many movies as, like, a star, and they were still direct-to-video, I get that. He is bad, Don the Dragon Wilson. He is not fun to watch. He's got no charisma, but I mean, he's like a kickboxing star. How much charisma do you think he's going to have? But he's just not fun to watch on screen doing anything that he's known for doing, at least in this movie. He's kicking a lot of people, but as we were talking off off air, it's like like they're running through the rehearsals of the fights because everything's kind of slow and plodding and they're shooting around kicking like the kicks because we were talking about off air we we're talking about batman begins and the and the 
action scenes on that and how cutty it is. And here it's sort of not necessarily like that because the the 2000s were different and then but the 90s, but it would always be like you would get like a POV shot of him connecting with a with a kick. It was like I kind of just want a like a old boy style hallway fight scene where it's just you see everything in one take or whatever and the only person that has it is dante in this he has a hallway fight scene at the uh the tech company but yeah it was it's so so and like some of the cooler things are in slow motion and it makes it even worse yeah, and sometimes they even have two different kicks like the wide shot is one type of kick and then they go to the close-in pov and it's a completely different kick and it was uh, there was bad editing and all around. Mm. There was there was one kick in the scene at the like the I guess it's the homeless encampment or what their what hotels are. They called it a mission. A mission. It looks like he's about to not connect on the kick, and then it cuts to the close in, and he's doing a flying jump kick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it was just so jarring. And it, we're 100% right. Like maybe if they had some better music, I like there was so much missing from this to make this any kind of entertaining. And even the story didn't. If I didn't have to watch it for this, I wouldn't have kept going. You know. Yeah, I I think that the thing missing is just interesting fight scenes. Really, this you can carry this movie along if when we get to a fight scene which the fight scenes are they're numerous we have a lot of fight scenes but like they're all cut in the same way they all last very they're all very quick except for the last one obviously but nothing like nothing makes me like holy shit this guy's really talented at what he does it's just they cut around whatever they're cutting around and they they cobble together something so it's like well you could have got you could have gotten anybody to do this really you didn't need a kickboxing champ to do what you got what you guys let him do and i don't know if it's because not everybody else was as talented as him so he's you know pulling his punches obviously and pulling his kicks but mm, yeah i mean there are like mission of justice was another one that that actually they did it well that was one of those i think dan and i covered it had brigitte nielsen in it those were fun fight scenes but yeah, this was unimpressive. I mean, it's a low budget movie, so you don't want to you know do what you can with what you have. But you've got a world kickboxing champ, but you should be able to string together a, a fight scene that was like, oh, well, that was pretty cool. And they didn't do it here. I thought this movie suffered a lot of repetitive repetitiveness where the bad guy goes around. How many guards are killed in this movie it seems like far too many guards and they're all killed the same way by getting their necks snapped no (laughs) no one gets impaled or like thrown off a balcony you know everyone just gets their necks snapped well -hmm. well, you know the being the neck snap animation is just long enough for someone to say everyone loses to the dante well uh, you can do that when you're throwing someone (laughs) off a balcony Right, you're getting ready to throw them off, and you just say everyone loses to Dante. Goodbye. There's the so yeah, it's basically the bad guys just walking around killing useless guards. The dragon, Don the dragon, is also just going around fighting random henchmen. And there's a horny CEO, I think, right? Like the, the guy <laughs> who so runs the company. What a weird plot line. <laughs> He's trying to steal these cyber hookers, I guess. No, he's trying to sell them. Oh, yeah. he, in the black market. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is a he, dumb storyline? Is he like, is I, I part of it I got is, is he's like sex trafficking is what I'm assuming he's trying to do. But More then, or less, yeah. Also, for some reason, Dante gets released. Now, I don't know if that the doctor's doing or if there was... A glitch you know, in the Matrix yeah. kind of thing? I, yeah, because there's no... There's a scene missing. There, There's no explanation for how Dante gets out. Yeah. And why does Dante know the sex workers? Well, they're yeah. all in the virtual zone. The but so is like a Wreck It Ralph kind of thing where all of the all the arcade <laughs> game characters know each other. He not only knows them, he has a psychic connection to them. to them. Right. Yeah. I don't understand that. They're not. Maybe a... they're all part of the same code. Yeah, you know? I was just gonna Maybe. say the only thing I can put together is that they were developed by each. Both programs were developed by that doctor. Yeah. So they shared some kind of link. That's but so that was weird. never explained. Right. Again, it, it's not, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the editing was poor. Even like sound editing, some of the kicks would be off when they connect. There's one super glaring problem with the effects when uh, Dave, the, the main character, David, shoots at a helicopter and it explodes. <laughs> yes. We've had, just a revolver. This, is this the third movie in a row where we've had just an unexplained explosion <laughs> that just looks terrible? What was the one previous to this? Well, like uh, Cruel Jaws when the, the shark pretty much just like breaks apart. Yeah. And it's an like Iron a Eagle. cardboard cutout. And what was the other one, Mark? Iron Eagle. An Iron Eagle. Where how they blow up as though they're made of wood. Yes, the, uh, the, the uh, fighter jets. And apparently this helicopter just disintegrates when a bullet... It's it because there's no like debris or anything. It yeah, it just turns into a a ball of fire. That's it. It's just a <laughs> poof. It's gone. It's like someone just did flash fire paper right. in front of a camera. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it was like. Yeah, and everyone knows karate. Never explained. No. <laughs> how many in in real in the real world? How many police officers do you think know actual karate? It's got to be less than 10. I, I'd say it's like <laughs> probably like a 5% sort of thing. You think so? Yeah. Some kind of martial art, yes. I think they just know like just close hand combat kind of thing. I don't know if it's martial it's arts. <laughs> I don't know. I just I can't imagine cops walking around with just knowing karate moves <laughs> trying to well, take down first. So like MMA is pretty big and all cops think that they're, you know, top shit. So I'm sure that they're all into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Some of them. Some yeah. of them. Okay. Yeah. And also, if you imagine a lot of the groups are within our age range, they grew up in a time when everybody went to the local karate place. Tiger you Shulman? Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, Is yeah, that just one of them? To, they, yep. they, they either have residual Back to the Future or Mortal Kombat. Depending on what age range they're in, that's the reason why they're at the karate dojo. Yeah, it's uh, like Mark said. This I, meant, movie... I meant to say karate. Did I say Back to the Future? You did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Karate one. kid. Like, I was trying to think. Something. Was there a, was there a karate scene in Back to the Future? Yeah, Marty teaches his dad how to do kung wax fu on, to fight on. off Biff. <laughs> Everyone remembers that part. Right. It, this definitely raises a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, Virtual Combat from 1995 is directed by Andrew Stevens, who was an actor, producer, director, directed The Terror Within 2. He directed himself in an erotic thriller called Illicit Dreams, The Skateboard Kid 2, 
and Tommy and the Cool Mule, a movie about a kid and his talking mule. Are we sure uh, that's not a Troy McClure movie? <laughs> <laughs> Does kind of sound like it. Starring Don the Dragon Wilson, Michael Bernardo, Athena Massey, Ken McLeod, Don Ann Billings, Michael Dorn as the voice of Dante. It's the second movie for Michael Dorn. Larry Poindexter, Rip Taylor, Stella Stevens, Turn Bay, Lauren Avedon. IMDb score 4.2, Rotten Tomato score 43%. Couldn't find any uh, budget information. But yeah, this movie's weird. I don't understand the geography of it either, because they they say it's Los Angeles jurisdiction, even though it happened on the border between Arizona and Los, and Nevada, all the, the murders, so I'm not exactly sure why that happened, but... um. Yeah, it's weird. And it seems like they were setting up some kind of cool world where everything's a grid, yeah. you know, and not a city. Yeah. It took me forever to figure out what the what his job was. I thought it was specific to, like, cyber crimes, but now it's he's just, like, a Border Patrol person, really. Yeah. Is, is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And through half weird. of my notes, I was calling him Dan. <laughs> so that's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do a find and replace real quick. <laughs> yeah, what a strange hero. Like, what a strange job for a hero. Right? Why wouldn't it be cyber crimes? This whole thing is cyber, right? Is that not the whole point of this movie? Is everything is, you know, cyber combat, cyber sex? You would think, and even with the term grid cop or whatever he's called, you would think it had something to do with that. But they just made a world they never explained where everything is made into grids. These people protect the grid borders. So and apparently they're scum, according to the Las Vegas. Board. Yep. Is the <laughs> pot calling the kettle black there? Yeah. Yeah. It was like scum chasing scum. Yeah, like, that it... dude almost broke your arm. and. <laughs> <laughs> right. You lost to a border patrol agent. That's, I don't know how else to put it. It's again questions. Why why have that job? Why not something else that relates to the movie? Doesn't make sense. But whatever, whatever gets this going faster, I guess, or whatever gets this movie over quicker. Just very strange. Yeah. Uh, you guys want to get into the plot? Yeah. All right, Dan. What do you got this week? Uh, okay, just gonna give a quick shout out to our friend Tia. She is the head writer for Geek Vibes Nation, and she also has a weekly podcast called The Top Ten with Tia, where Tia and her host, Brittany, get together and they discuss top ten lists. So uh, follow her on Twitter, at TC underscore Stark. And as I said, go visit Geek Vibes Nation. You can read some of her awesome articles. So check her out. Okay, and we are going to take a quick break while you listen to some ads, and then we'll be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, Links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, 
and all hey, sorts hey, of... Uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into plot for Virtual Combat. We open on Don the Dragon Wilson walking down cyberpunky corridors, shirtless and sweaty, until he comes across what looks like the guy that played Kano in the original Mortal Kombat film, and he makes quick work of the dude <laughs> and with a kick to the face. Computer voice comes on to congratulate him, and he asks to advance to the next level. And... We then get a guy in kickboxing gear backlit. This guy yeah. proves no match for Don, who goes by David Quarry in this, and he moves on to level seven. Could they make the advancing levels thing any boringer? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, the the guy who he fights in the, the second round, the, the I guess the guy with the headgear on, mm-hmm. for a second I thought that was the, the bad guy from Bloodsport. Wasn't that just, Billy Blanks? No, the, the big... The big Asian dude. Oh, I can't, Billy Blanks is in something. I don't know which, which might be not Bloodsport. Yeah, I can't remember, but it, it's it's basically the superimposing Asian guy, and he's I guess because of the way he was backlit, it made the guy who he is fighting look much bigger than he actually was. Because the guy who he was actually fighting was kind of just like a regular guy in headgear. Yeah, yeah, he just looked super super lame. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a dad, yeah. a sparring partner. Billy Blanks was in Lionheart with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, okay. So, yeah, some, <laughs> I'm sure it's somewhat similar to Bloodsport. Yeah. <laughs> so then level seven is an abandoned warehouse where two guys in spandex team up to try and take down David. Even though it seems like David has no, no peripheral vision, he's <laughs> able to destroy them as they dissolve into a green blur and disappear. One of my favorite things of that scene is how these two combatants, uh, like cartwheel <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, so they're hiding. One of them's hiding behind a, a stack of bins. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that you were hiding behind theirs. And the way they do it is so comical. Like they do like spin kicks out. Like, yeah. That's kind of, that's a little much guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then David then asks the computer to skip him ahead to level 10, which why didn't he do that in the first place? Like he's he's done. So like he's done this thing for months, probably, and he can't get past level 10. He should probably just skip to level 10 immediately. So he's like just completely 100 percent in terms of energy. So he has a better chance of fighting Dante, beating Dante. Yeah. And then level 10 is a barren desert completely filtered in red. Here, David meets Dante, a masked boss-level dude that spends more time talking in Michael Dorn's voice than actually doing well in the fight. Yeah. Cut. So can we make a decision on whether this is supposed to be Mars or Hell? Thought it was going to be Hell. <laughs> okay. That's a good question. Dante seems like Hell. You know, Dante and yeah, Hell yeah. seem to go together. So at what point of this production do you think that they told Michael Bernardo not to not to say the lines? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I thought the same thing. Like, how bad was his voice? It couldn't have been that bad. Do you think it was like uh, Undertaker's in uh, Suburban Commando? 
<laughs> the reveal, like he's got like a little baby voice. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think the actor felt like super offended by it too? <laughs> he must have been just terrible at the table yeah. read. Like, man, this guy can't fucking act. You just just wave your arms around a lot. Yeah. And, uh... so they're just like, look at the, the budget. It's like, all right, how much money we got left? Who can we get for like a day's worth of booth recording? Michael Dorn up to. Michael Dorn. <laughs> this is like a, a running list. Like, oh, well, uh, you can't get Shatner. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing was, they should have gotten Rip Taylor to do it. Right, he was already, he was already on set. In, right, he was already, already on set. Already... <laughs> Can you imagine that voice saying, uh, "Dante never loses." Nobody ever beats Dante. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Just that, that really creepy laugh that he does. I would love that. And then David gets Dante on the ground, and what? It's, so they fight. And David gets Dante on the ground and what seems like a victory, and it totally would have if he just went in for the kill. But then David turns his back on him, which seems like a move for someone that hasn't played this level before. And Dante winds up defeating David when his back is turned. And the game kicks David out, and we find out it's a virtual reality system that he's been playing, while his buddy John, meanwhile, was in the same room using the cyber sex machine. That's a little intimate. <laughs> and he has a wife. Yep. And... Well, we don't know that at the time. Right. And John just seems like the biggest fan of the cyber sex. <laughs> hey, listen, I thought the whole thing was no kink shaming on this, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, this uh, podcast. They come with big microchips. Yeah. He just <laughs> he just won't shut up about it. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> I, I was waiting for him to drop the line. Like, oh, you know, I I made something a little bigger, if you know what I mean. And that's he does it later. You know, you know, he was going to drop it at one point. Yeah. 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 yeah the. <laughs> I just imagine the the satire or comedic take would be you follow him into the cyber sex and he just sits there and cries with the woman in bed or something. <laughs> you know, he doesn't even do anything that he brags about outside of it. He's just uh, he's talking to the woman. like You know, she just doesn't understand my feelings. She doesn't <laughs> listen to me. What, what about my time? <laughs> And then we cut to Las Vegas, where a middle-aged couple goes to a hotel that has a cybersex lounge with Rip Taylor as a recorded welcome message. And then the couple chooses their respective sex partners, cybersex partners. They go into the VR worlds. And they receive, they pay one of the creepiest uh, tellers of all time. <laughs> I want to know more about that teller. Right? <laughs> he wanted to know everything about them. It was super creepy. Like, listen, man, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, do my thing here. I don't need you giving me this kind of it's not 21 questions here yeah give me my stuff so i could go be horny <laughs> how often do you think they clean the suits never <laughs> no, yeah. they, they better clean it like after every person <laughs> and and that deal he offered actually seemed like a good deal after he told him what the one ticket prices were <laughs> he's like 7500 right. for a ticket or you can do a what was it a two-day everything pass for twenty thousand. yeah well, Mark, you have to realize, like, some guys just can't do it more than once. <laughs> That's true. <In> two days. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he just wanted the one time. He's like, that'll that'll suffice for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you got to go with the bargain. No, I listen. I 100% <laughs> agree with you. I'm I'm one I'm one for a bargain, but more than likely, if that were me, and I, I get my fill of cyber sex for the day, I'm probably not going to want to come back. Right. <laughs> I've I've had my fill. <laughs> You're a one day a man sort of cyber sex guy. Yeah, listen, I'm okay for. I get it once. I I don't really need to pay more for it. 
it, it, it can't be that much different. Like, especially if it was Greta. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> that's a problem. That's kink shaming. <laughs> I, again, I, I thought we were talking about me. That's not my thing. Now, if that's your thing, not just saying like you, but the listener out there, if you like Greta, who's the dominatrix, that, you know, more power to you. That's just, I wouldn't pay for that. Sure. She's six two though. Yeah, that, that's too tall for me. <laughs> because then, then she would really make me feel bad because I'm five eight. <laughs> so she would like so she, it would just be another level of dominating. Sure. Yeah. Know? And I She'd can only take like, so much fuck, dominating. Fuck your safe word. <laughs> right. You have to be six foot or above to have a safe word. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so the dude fucks uh, some program named Debbie. And then we cut to Bert Tech headquarters. A group of hackers sneak into the building and try to hack the system. And <laughs> they're just a bunch of himbos with spaghetti strap <laughs> tank tops. Biggest cyber criminals. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If, so is this the origination of Dante being able to make it out? Like, are, are they hired by Dante? Like, how? I don't know. Did they accidentally let him out by trying to steal this software? Maybe. Hmm. They don't explain it, though. Well, they were trying to steal the porn software, right? That's true, yeah. But it's the same person makes the same both software, so... Right. Well, just because they're the same person, I, I can't imagine it's the same kind of code. Yeah, they're himbos, though. They could have just accidentally done it. That's true. <laughs> Can you imagine having... So, the, I guess... I mean, people steal porn all the time, right? They download it. Yeah. Uh, so they were ahead of their time, these guys. Yeah. They were hacking the mainframe, bro. They were. <laughs> they were. I don't know any hacking technology, so I can't run with this bit. But yeah. <laughs> they, one, they of the main, one of the main benefits of being able to hack, though, is that you don't have to be on site. These guys literally have to go to Birdtech headquarters. Right. Like, like imagine going to the Brazzers home headquarters <laughs> to, to take some of their content. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm 10. Oh, I need the new Riley Reed. If only if there was another way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would there would be no stealing. It'd be impossible because no one people would be too lazy. Like, uh, nah. <laughs> and uh, Dan Riley Reed, that's a name you just made up off the top of your head, right? Never heard of uh, that. Someone mentioned her, so I I'm just oh, running with it. Oh, okay. Riley yeah. is, you know, could be either. It, yeah, it is a little ambiguous, but. Uh, I'm just from what I've heard. Gotcha. <laughs> in in you know the internet on the interwebs, I've heard yeah. people saying that she's a okay. Okay, good to know. 
Why? Uh, Do, should I know something about her, Anthony? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and to stop these himbos, we get two glorified rent-a-cops get the shit beat out of them. <laughs> LAPD! <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> I think we lost it. I'm here. I, I, I was about to take a drink of water, and I'm glad I didn't, because I would have spit the water everywhere off, off that one. <laughs> oh, what were they thinking? <laughs> well, <laughs> they didn't stand a chance. No, they, it was like the uh, it was like the the cops from uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> right. Stay where you are. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that was good. Uh. So an APP gets put out to the grid runners to find the hackers and that David and his partner answer the call and chase down the hackers down to the Hoover Dam because uh, they're grid runners and they just kick the shit out of the guys. One of the guys pulls a weapon on them, but David's partner shoots him with a taser and back at Burt Tech headquarters, Dr. Cameron meets with an executive named Burroughs at Burt uh, to show him a new prototype. And then we cut to tits first to the cybersex program subject Leanna as she comes on to executive Burroughs in the cybersex uh, program. Uh, Burroughs is unimpressed with the program, but Cameron says that he has made Leanna real and she comes out of the back in lingerie as a complete walking, talking being. Cameron mentions he has a protoplasm uh, tank that he can create life out of. Yeah, he also, so, go ahead. So some weird updated version of weird science then is what we're saying here kind of yeah um yeah basically yeah. trying to think of something else too that it kind of reminds me of but i can't think of it off the top of my head um cameron also mentions that they initially obey every command but they learn how to think for themselves so he has a fail-safe correction collar like a dog collar to keep them in line and if if this isn't uh sexist i don't know what it is. what a weird thing to program in by the way Right, like you would think you could control, you can create a living being, but you can't take out the, the like the will to learn. Yeah, I don't know. Right, it's like how does that happen? Like, that's got to be the number one thing you get rid of. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you're creating a sex slave. It is a prototype. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's like the the beta version. <laughs> it's it's like pretty I, impressive. I I can't I can't get rid of the one thing God puts into them, which is free will. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to get rid of it look i mean they launched cyberpunk 2077 with more bugs that's true yeah <laughs> and the patch which has even more bugs in it yeah day one patch of these it comes with no free will right that would be great if in the uh the, like the, the the patch description like yeah sans free will just do <laughs> just destroy these things and, and, and after about a couple days or a week if you're planning on having them longer it's like oh it's getting annoying i have to literally tell them when to go eat and go to the bathroom <laughs> there is a... wait 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 do you think that they he also program them to have to to have to eat for sustenance and use the bathroom yes to get rid of waste <laughs> that's another huge design flaw yeah. the cameron what the fuck <laughs> right because now you're essentially toilet training these things that's not good. Blowing up the bathroom. <laughs> right. It's yeah, the worst sex doll ever. They're, they're, <laughs> they're definitely leaving a huge mess. <laughs> Takes enormous shits. Oh. That's, that's, <laughs> my God. That's his creative input into the design. Can, well, 
although technically that's a fetish. People yeah. like if you build sex robots with the inability to defecate, uh, that's you're not cornering yeah. all the markets you could corner. Yeah, it's true. Right, you're, you're missing out on the uh, ODB uh, <laughs> yeah. fan. OBJ, but OBJ, yeah, 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 yeah. OBJ, yeah, <laughs> OBJ, yeah. You're missing out on him. Uh, there's, I'm sure there are others, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's one thing you keep out, though. I mean, you know, it's not for everybody, you know. Yeah. I can't please everybody. Right. I, I think if you include that, you're probably only playing to a very niche audience. Yeah. Uh, so it's better to just have the one just practical model. It Maybe does a DLC. <laughs> yeah, that's the DLC, yes. <laughs> it's yeah, it's or like... He, or he drives a hard bargain. It's like either I get rid of free will or you or they ha- or they are able to eat and go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's one or the other. They either have free will and don't do that, or they do that and don't have free will. Your <laughs> choice. I mean, they, they made dolls for little girls that go to the bathroom. So <laughs> why not this, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah just a, what a weird conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we go when, these, when we talk about these sci-fi movies. It always yeah. winds up in weird yeah. sex things. Well, because they offer, they make it available to yes. us. Yeah. I mean, this one specifically. Specifically this one, yes. They definitely don't pull any punches there. Uh, so Burroughs also asks Cameron to create a version of Greta, the dominatrix sex program, and sets up a plan to showcase these new prototypes to investors in Los Angeles. So Burroughs then leaves, promising a bonus for Cameron at the end of the month. David and John walk the floor of a casino. They talk more about the cybertech and that they're grid runners, which are basically border patrolmen. Um and then John discusses his own own insecurities of his wife using the cyber tech, cyber sex tech, specifically that he doesn't want her having sex with any man other than him on cyber sex. So he's created a program specifically for her, where it's him with a bigger dick. <laughs> hey, he mentions that he makes something smaller. What does he make smaller? Probably like his, his stomach. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what, what's, what's going on there? Does he, does he just have massive testicles? <laughs> it's not so much the size of my penis. It's just my, my balls are so huge it makes it look small in comparison. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like really hurting the image. So, so when I found it, I shrank those. It's just the, uh, the comparison makes it look bigger. <laughs> He's very conservative of it. He's like, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be too stretching the reality here. Right, sure. But, yeah. yeah, it's not so much. I I could have shrunk and expanded one, but uh, try and keep it a little realistic here. Yeah. <laughs> I, and plus, like, fuck this guy. He can go and do it, but she can't. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this is a pretty sexist movie. Yeah. Yeah. What a dick. I I think you. I think in a relationship, there there would have to be an understanding. Like, all right, cyber sex is the norm, apparently. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. There's going to be no judgment because this is totally fake. We're just, we're, we're living out of fantasy. Right. Or either you, you both do it or none of you do it. That's sure. the only way. Sure. It's like, it's, it, it's just replacing porn, right? Yeah. Porn and a sex toy. If, yeah. if that's, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you just, it's all about communication guys. That's what number one thing in a relationship is, is communication, you know? Yes. 100%. So if if cyber sex becomes a thing like this, communicate with your loved ones. 
or just your loved one, your relation, the person you're having a relationship with. You don't have to talk about your with your parents. It's fine. <laughs> Listen, mom and dad. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the cybersex thing like 24/7, and you just gotta have to respect my wishes. There would be so many con- uh, interventions for cybersex. <laughs> Like Dan, you're you you're homeless because of this. Like your entire paycheck goes towards you eating and cyber sex. It, it's gotta stop. No. If, if they had like different models, it'd be game over for me. It was an entire episode of Futurama. I think you're right. Yeah, because uh, Fry gets the Lucy Lou robot. It, yes, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> if, if that happens, then yeah, I'm, you'll never see me again. <laughs> Dan hasn't come home. I know where he is. <laughs> He's jacking in again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, so to speak. It's just, I mean, you could always just lie and say you're at the casino. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm on a real hot streak here, sweetheart. Uh, I was at a bar getting drunk at the old flower shop. <laughs> I, th- I think she would. Un- my wife would know exactly what was going on if cyber sex was so prevalent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I would be divorced so quickly. <laughs> I mean, she'd give her a lot of free time. That's true. She could keep streaming. She might never know. Yeah, <laughs> that, this could work. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna make this happen. All right, honey, uh, you just stream. I'll be upstairs. And you hear like the the, run, the footsteps out the door and then the car, <laughs> the car starts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan's so nice. He lets me stream whenever now. <laughs> he gives me all the time in the world. Uh, so then Cameron does some fiddling the, on the computer when Dante somehow manages to pop up out of the protoplasm tank. Dante, who is fo- voiced by Michael Dorn, because I guess they didn't trust the guy playing Dante to act. He threatens Cameron and demands that he makes copies of his lethal combat buddies. Cameron shuts down the tank instead and tells Dante that the only way to start it back up is to do it at the mainframe in Los Angeles, which Cameron did not need to give him that information. There's a lot of times when they they kind of give far too much information in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this is like none of this happens if Cameron's just like, I shut it down. There's nothing you can do about it. Fuck you, Dante. He probably knows he's going to die anyway. Sure, sure. Try to figure it out yourself. Snaps his neck. Part one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's a if there was a counter, there's probably at least twenty snap necks in this movie. Yeah, it's it's such a boring death for a movie, right? Yeah. Like I would love to see Dante just punch through someone's chest. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Like, or you know, or at least you know, at least like stab someone, shoot someone, punch through the chest, or even a strangle. Strangle someone. Just give me some diversity in your killings. Throw someone off the roof, you know. Right. There's so many ways to kill people. Don't limit yourself to just breaking their neck. Uh, Burroughs makes it to the Hoover Dam with the two girls, and he has to wait for a planned computer malfunction in order to cross the border without clearance. It's a whole lot of who cares in terms of world building. Uh, David and John have some drinks after their shift, but David only drinks coffee. And... John gives him shit about it, but he says he's in training because he's got to beat level 10. And then John gives him more shit for not living his life, telling him he should go fuck that blonde girl in the bar. And just, you know, he makes fun of him for being obsessed with the cyber sex program. Meanwhile, he's obsessed with lethal combat. Yeah, so sometimes we need a John in our life. Yeah. 
tell you to to put down the the lethal combats and start putting up cyber sex. <laughs> yeah, I, to me they're both uh it, it's both really bad because yeah. neither of them are real and uh like training for virtual combat doesn't mean you're going to be good at real life combat, right? But like what happens if he beats level 10? Is it liter- is it just a video game in this in this world where it's like, okay, Great. You've trained, quote unquote. You've <laughs> devoted your life for a certain amount of time of your life. You've said, I can't drink beer on a random Friday night with my partner. I can't. I have to abstain from sex because I'm training to be level 10 of lethal combat. And Dante even says that he may be cheating. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it, it, this isn't like Ready Player One, where if you win, you get this grand prize, right? Yeah. It's basically, uh, you're essentially just putting in a, a high score. Yep. So, yeah, not really important in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just, it, it only matters to him. The pat on the back, and then what do you do? You just walk into the sea after that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't become the virtual combat champion or the... Like, you don't become you don't get a job out of that. Right. You know, you're not yeah. becoming a cop because of I beat virtual combat. Yeah, like if that was the thing, like you like if virtual combat wound up being like his like a training program for to become a cop or something. Right. Yeah, I mean it really it's two to it's apples and oranges. Yep. But dumb but David. It's part of the it's part of the movie, I guess, so there's that. Throwing his life away. <laughs> right. So then Burroughs and the girls run into some security guard, and even though the guy seems like he's going to let them pass, albeit with an escort, Burroughs sicks Greta on the security guard and kills him without remorse. Meanwhile, Dante has a psychic connection with the cyber girls for some reason and can see through Liana's eyes, and she tells him that they're crossing into Arizona there. And everyone loses to Dante, he says. Does he say it more than once? I can't remember. Oh, he does. There's <laughs> um, a multiple time. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> How could I forget? John and David finish up their drinks and leave. John calls in to find out about a code red that was called in and goes to check it out. He gets to the dam and does some investigation, finds some footprints from what seems like a mile off. So those are pretty great uh, magnifying glass. What what do you call it? Why can't I think of the word? Uh, Which part? Binoculars. Uh, Okay. It seems like really great binoculars. And then he finds Dante. And as we said, everyone loses to Dante. Dante kills John and has a good laugh about it. And then we cut to David getting the briefing from his chief. David demands the info on the case, but the chief says it's LAPD's case now. David threatens to resign in order to stay on the case. The chief relents and tells him if he gets too close, call him and he'll get him back up. But he needs to know before he does anything. So David goes to John's apartment and John's wife, Kathy, is in denial. She says he's just out drinking. Then she blames David for it, even though he wasn't there. And then he tells her to call her sister and ask her to stay for a while. And she tells David to get the bastards. And he leaves. Goes to the scene of the crime and everyone knows martial arts because a cop just starts to kick at Dan. David, actually. Yeah, there, <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Missed one. And then David threatens to, to-, to toss the guy off the dam until he answers a few questions regarding how the sus- suspects escaped. Then the guy says, it's true what they say about grid runners. You're just scum chasing scum. Which, why? Why do they say that about grid runners? We barely know what grid... At this point, we barely know what grid runners do. 
<laughs> yeah, we didn't even know that. Like, what is the jurisdiction of a grid runner? Do they operate with the police? Man, is, I don't know. Is that like an offshoot of the police department? I, I mean, he's got a police chief like he's a cop. Right. It, it's almost like Ace Ventura, pet detective. Right. Like, he sort of works with the the Miami police department in that movie. Yeah. So is that somewhat like a is there some kind of symbiotic relationship there? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So David plays back John's black box, which is basically what it sounds like for an airplane, but for a grid runner instead. He hears John's last few moments of his life, including Dante's hearty laugh. David uses this info to check up on Lethal Combat and finds out that Cameron, who programmed Lethal Combat, used his credit card to purchase a bullet train ticket to Los Angeles. But we know it was Dante as we see him get off the train. Then Burroughs brings the girls back to the, his house and he has scheduled an auction for some offshore investors for the girls. And he wants to talk to the Prime Minister of England because they're the only country that hasn't RSVP'd for the auction yet. Yeah. And to add to the misogyny of this movie, he says, God save the king at the end. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, I guess this is the future. So I guess they assumed Prince Charles would be the king at that point. Right. They figured Queen Elizabeth would have been gone by now. (laughs) Yeah. Little do they know. Nope. She's hanging on. Yeah. (laughs) She ain't going nowhere. She'll she'll outlive us all until this podcast comes out and then somehow she'll be dead. Well, a couple other actors are holding on, but <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> still, got then I get Iron Eagle first. Come out yet, so. <laughs> uh, and then he sends the girls away to some old Burtek warehouse, and he has a conversation about David Quarry with someone that tells him he's on his way to possibly kill him. So Burroughs sends his men to apprehend Quarry at the train station, and in one of his suits fights Quarry one on one because everyone knows martial arts. And the cops show up, and David just books it like <laughs> this. This part made me laugh. Uh, they're, the cops ask for credentials from the suit guy and while he's uh, fishing in his pocket David just runs <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why he got away because I, I looked down really quick and I looked up and he was gone and he just he... straight up runs out of <laughs> out of frame <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's the guy in the suit and then all the other thugs are with him right and the yeah. cop is just like hey what's going on here oh I'm sorry Mr. Passan or it's Passan right Something like that. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, have a nice night. Wait a minute. They were just beating up this guy. Did you did you not see them jumping this one dude? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do your job, man. Uh, so one of the one of the goons runs after David and catches up to him in the park, and David knocks him out and realizes the guy has a prison barcode. And then Dante, psychic, talks to Greta and tells her that they need to escape. Greta says that she's not programmed for strategy, so he looks through her eyes and gives her a plan. David calls his chief, and the chief says there must be some leak in the department, and he tells David to only talk to him. Then David goes to a mission as a base of operation. He gets a change of clothes and a bed while he investigates Dr. Cameron. Computer system mentions that he was studying cyber plasma theory cloning from computer programming. Meanwhile, Greta whips, whips a guard in the dick until he agrees to give her the keys and then kicks him until he's unconscious, and her and Liana escape. Uh, they beat up a few more guards and they make it out of the building. Greta says they need to find Dante, but Liana says she's not going to meet him, so she leaves. And then Burroughs finds out that they've escaped and orders the men to track the girls. And David has dreams about lethal combat, and when he wakes up, he sees Liana at the mission. She's teaching some someone how to do Cat's Cradle until some guy assaults her, so David beats the dude up. 
He tells Leanna that her necklace must have a tracking chip, so they duck out of the mission to go try and get it off. Talks to the computer, and his computer tells him how to get the necklace off, which basically he has to pull it off less than two seconds while the computer scrambles the chip. The and he does. I would not recommend. Yeah. I thought that sounded like an homage to uh, Space Odyssey, 2001 A Space Odyssey, right? Uh, I don't recommend that, David. Sort of. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Possibly. I'm not, I mean, I might be reaching there, but it sounded like it. Very Hal-esque. Yeah. Yeah, you have, to, you have to read a book outside of this movie to make sure that they got this reference. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. So then Leanna wants him to help her off with her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's... Uh, I have that written down in my notes. What is uh, David saves woman, immediately wants to jump his bones. And she does. At uh, first, David is real shy and he makes Leanna cry. She says she just wants to do what men want. And he tells her she should do what she wants. And she says she's not allowed to think like that. <laughs> and then they fuck. And they do. That's the weirdest part of that. They tell like, you should do what you want to do. Okay, fuck. Well, maybe <laughs> well, I want to bang you. Maybe she found, figured out that she wanted to fuck. Yeah. She fucked because she wanted to, not because. She... Not because of him. Right. But he should have said no. Like, mm. Do you really want to do that? I just met you. I don't think that's gotta get in, man. It's true. But now he can't win at virtual combat. That's right. Yeah. Now, (laughs) now it's over. All his training, his training is all for naught. It's like like the scary movie theory. Oh, now he's gotta die. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish he would have immediately had said, "Now I can't win virtual combat." (laughs) No. All those months of training down the drain. (laughs) You harlot. Yeah. (laughs) It's the the to me. So the, the sex scene is super boring. Yeah. Uh, there's hardly any movement in yep. it. They're just kind of like she's on top of him. He seems really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. He's like oh, he's not is... enjoying it. It's like kind of like this wince smile. Like <laughs> yeah. Like she's she's more like mushing it yeah. instead of like you know riding it. So he's <laughs> just like yeah that yeah perfect right there. Uh, this is so much fun. <laughs> It's uh, the, but the the worst part about it is uh, like immediately after he gets into a fight. Yeah. Can you imagine fighting someone after busting a nut? <laughs> it's like, man, I do not have the fucking energy. No. Yeah, like your testosterone levels are down. You're just you're tired. You're not thinking straight. This is the worst time to fight, and you're fighting multiple people. Like you dudes are totally harsh on my mellow right now. <laughs> I was feeling good, busted that nut, which, like, could be for the first time ever, right? <laughs> oh, he probably painted the walls. <laughs> it, it's the first time he's had sex or masturbated in, in a long time, right? Yeah. Since yeah. he's since he's met Lethal Combat, right? right. He hasn't room. fucked or jerked off since lethal, his first Lethal Combat sesh. <laughs> he probably blew a hole through the wall. <laughs> She rode that like a geyser. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's not a pretty scene. Like he probably left. Just like, don't go in there. <laughs> you might want to send a cleaning person in first, just to give it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like he's in his refractory period. Don't fight him. <laughs> he was. He's gonna lose that fight. Yeah. No matter how talented he. His heart's just not in it. His his legs are a little weak. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's just not at 100%. Because he's, like, mid-fight, he's going to be thinking about, you know, 
uh, Liana's, you know, her chest. Man, that that was awesome punch. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> uppercut and just flies back. Well, now that he now that he's busted that nut, he's probably thinking about all the things that now he can do and all. He's <laughs> it's like, oh man, okay, that's that's done now. You know, I really should get to the grocery store. You know, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> all the errands that he's just been putting off because he's just got he's just loaded with cum. <laughs> right you don't think straight when he's now he's focused he's laser focused but just not on fighting yes the, there's a, a comedian who has a very funny bit about how we're not the same person when you're full bald you're just because all you're thinking about is just is draining so yeah. now that once you're like once once you've drained the uh you know the poison as they say that's the you're the person that your parents raise like you, you do your chores you shoot some hoops yeah, you're just like a functioning <laughs> member of society. And that's David. So I guess that's the reason. Maybe that's the reason why he won, but unlikely. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no way he's gonna lose that fight. Ten times out of ten, he's gonna lose that. In real- uh, so as we mentioned, they walk back up to the main mission room, and there's a whole bunch of goons and vests there for Liana. And now David has to fight all of them. David fights the first guy and immediately gets a set of nunchucks to fight off the rest of the dudes. Meanwhile, Liana is also doing some fighting and is just as convincing as the world kickboxing champ, Don the Dragon Wilson. Yep. <laughs> and his coolest moments are in slow motion, which just robs it of anything cool. And then after David and Liana fight off the goons, the suit guy shows up and starts shooting a taser at them until they run away. As they go on the run, David tells Liana that he's a grid runner and he was investigating the people that killed his partner. He says it was two girls and a guy, which Leanna says it wasn't because she was one of those people. She reveals she's a program and Dr. Cameron created her and that he's dead. She also tells him that Dante is the one that killed his partner. And Quarry is having an instant regret of what just happened 15 minutes prior. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is just <laughs> devastated that he had what is essentially cyber sex. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can see the disappointment on his face. Yeah. And she even says, like, is something wrong? Oh, no, no, I'm good. Clearly you're not okay with what you yeah. just did. <laughs> it's just his moral compass is so weird and we don't get a reason for it. Like his wife didn't like we never get like a backstory of his wife dying or like we never get see him like going to church all the time, like be super religious or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just because he likes to play virtual com like lethal combat. That's the reason why he doesn't like sex. Right. It's so weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> do both, bro. <laughs> Right. After yeah, you lose to Dante, take like 15 minutes in the uh, in the cybersex chair to like lick your wounds or have someone else lick your wounds if that's the case. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's the perfect balance. Yeah. Like we'll I'm just, all like, I'm all tired. I'm all tired from Dante, so now I'm just gonna let some cybersex chick bounce on my dick. Right. Or like give me a massage. Yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, like, or just like Mark said earlier, just like listen to my listen to my my problems. Yeah. Talk to her about Dante. Right. Yeah. Don't talk. John to doesn't want to hear about it anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to. Th- like, you're again, you're killing my buzz here, man. I'm, I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get my drink on. <laughs> yeah. John just spent 20 minutes in the cyber sex chair. He doesn't want to hear about that. He's. But <laughs> that kind of led him to being killed. <laughs> So sure, but but you see, Liana, I make it up there, and I just can't win. You know, I I can get through levels one through eight with no problem. It's not even fun anymore, and I can't beat them. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she'd probably hate him after that. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah. 
I don't want to talk about this. Could we just yeah. go fight more people? Yeah, it's it's sort of in the in the uh, you know if they're if they're ever in the virtual world, it's sort of her nodding, going yes, as she's unbuttoning his shirt. Right. Yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, Dante, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. So David, also, has, okay. I'm sorry, real quick. How does Liana know how to fight? Because everybody knows martial arts. Yeah. What is that? Because she's learning. I don't oh, know. That's right. It's a, a fair question. <laughs> yeah, it's just like she's kicking all sorts of ass all of a sudden. What if Dr. Cameron just like he just copied and pasted the code from the <laughs> from Lethal Combat and then made the cyber sex program? It's like, oh, most of it's the same. Right. It's, it's fucking instead of fighting. Right. There's a lot of leftover code there that doesn't yeah. usually get used, but it's there. Yeah, just and I just give them boobs instead. <laughs> that's, that's the only. Liana's thing. really just Dante with a pair of tits. <laughs> That'd be incredible. <laughs> that's how they have the psychic connection. Yeah, there you go. Like I'm you, just with a nice rack. <laughs> <laughs> so David asks Liana for help, but she says she can't because she wasn't programmed to help. But David convinces her that she's not a program anymore and she could do what she wants. So she uses the psychic connection between her and Dante to tell him that they're in Japantown. So they all go to Japantown and meet in an alley. Dante immediately punches David right in the face and pulls Liana away. And then David and Greta kick fight. Eventually David kicks her in the chest and she disintegrates. He finds out the trick is to hit them with about 500 PSI in a specific body part of their body. And so then they stupid. Disintegrate. What a weird way to like... <laughs> Can't you just say you just beat them in the fight? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody somebody read an encyclopedia book on PSI that day. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Like, oh, the, the, the human body could withstand X amount of PSI. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Dante tries to escape with Liana, but he has to fight some cops, and the suit guy tases Liana and takes her away in some sort of station wagon while Dante fights. Uh, then David calls the chief and tells him that a corporation is involved. The chief tells him to stop talking about it. The phone's not clear, and he'll meet him in person to talk. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, and you may have mentioned it earlier, but was the worst, like, mystery that the chief was the mole inside the police station? It was the most obvious kind <laughs> of foreshadowing, yeah. yeah. Because uh, who else would it have been? <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only you don't see anyone else. John, yeah. It's that yeah. guy that patted him on the shoulder that one time in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> it was him all along. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the suit guy shows back up to Burroughs with Liana in tow and they put another necklace on her and give her a shock command when she says that he doesn't own her. Back at David's hotel in Japantown, the chief tells David that he needs to turn his evidence into the feds. David wants the Bur to arrest Burroughs themselves. David says that he doesn't take orders from him anymore, meaning the, uh, the chief. And in the most obvious heel turn, the chief tries to come at David with a knife in slow, methodical fashion. And David manages to kick him out the window. And then after doing some light kicking exercises in his hotel room, David attempts to infiltrate Burtek at headquarters. And he just sort of kind of plans to just walk through the front door. Uh, <laughs> after he knocks out the guard at the front desk, he takes the elevator and immediately gets knocked out for his troubles. He gets taken in front of Burroughs and gets patted down. Burroughs shows off Leanna like she's his pet. And then Burroughs takes out a revolver and only puts one bullet in it and toys with David Pulls the trigger and there's no bullet in the chamber a couple times. And then David sets his handheld computer to play a recording as if the FBI was outside asking everybody to put down their weapons. And distracts Burroughs enough so David can knock the gun away and start fighting all of Burroughs' goons. Meanwhile, Burroughs tries to escape with Liana. 
After he takes out the goons, David tracks down Burroughs, who is trying to escape in a helicopter. Burroughs tries to shoot David, but David avoids it until Leanna manages to take off her necklace and put it on Burroughs, and she sets it to go off, and his head falls off because of it. Which was... There was no blood, but, I mean, it was different than head neck snapping. Was Now, was that a, a rule that they had uh, previously said would happen? Uh, they didn't mention heads falling off, but they had, like, two settings to the remote. It was, like, a, a light electrical shock and then something major. Okay. Because I, I guess I missed that part because it, that seemed like a weird, uh, a weird detail to put into your necklace. Yeah, like, especially like, seeing as how it was meant for a sex doll. Right. You don't want to decapitate the <laughs> doll, right? Right. I don't know what it people like. It seems extreme. It does. And, and unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> the shock I get. Because yeah. if, they, if they're if they getting, I mean, not that I get and I don't approve <laughs> of it, but if they, they get free will and they're trying to, I don't know, kill you or something. Right. Yeah, a nice shock would probably deter them. You can understand the logic behind that, yes. Exactly, yes. Uh, but yeah, the, the decapitation one, I think, was a little unnecessary. Agreed. Um, then the guy in the helicopter starts shooting a laser at them, so David takes Burrow's gun and blows up the helicopter somehow, which is fantastic looking. <laughs> it looks so fake. <laughs> it, it was basically like, like uh, Mark said, like the flash paper, but it looks like they just cut away and someone just put a... A, a, an explosion graphic up real quick yeah. and cut back. <laughs> it's very poorly done. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a still frame of a helicopter and someone just moved it away from the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To reveal the explosion. Ooh, ah. <laughs> uh, then Leanna gets a psychic message that Dante is in the building. He's in the middle of a hallway fight scene that is a wonder just like you'd like to see in a Daredevil episode. It's the type of fight scene I wish Don the Dragon Wilson had at least once in this movie, but we do not get it. Then David and Leanna run into Dante, and Dante snaps Leanna's neck, and she dissolves some sort of crystals. It was also very inconsistent about what happens when these these programs die. Some turn to, like, acid. Yeah. Some turn to crystal. Yeah, it's very strange. Dante then heads to the mainframe to enact his plan. This whole time, he just wanted to see his buddies again. And then Dante and David fight again. Dante kicks the crap out of David quite a bit, knocking him through a bunch of walls. Eventually, they wind up on the roof, and Dante sneaks up on David while he's out in the open. I just want to get a gift for that, of him walking on the level up from, yeah. <laughs> from this, David. The peripheral <laughs> visions of our hero David is just <laughs> off the charts. My, my, my favorite part of the fight scene is uh, Dante is um, mocking David and saying how he's learned everything from him. Like, I know all your moves. And then David starts to do, like, a little dancing, and it completely throws Dante. (laughs) Wait, what are you doing? He's like, wait a minute. You're moving your feet around a little bit. He just switched to, like, standing like he was going to fight lefty. It's like, what? You've never done this before. Yeah, it's just like this sophisticated uh, combat simulator. He's like, wait a minute. (laughs) What are you doing with your feet? Stop that. Now I'm just going to switch to only punching. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, kind of comical when your big bad gets a little thrown off when you're, when his opponent just kind of shuffles his feet. He's doing like the old rope-a-dope. <laughs> look at my feet. Look at my feet. Look at my feet. Whack. <laughs> What's this over here? What's this? Hits him with the left. Just, uh, yeah. I, I got a kick out of that part. 
<laughs> it kind of made Dante look not so not so menacing. Yeah, Dante manifests two swords and they fight with those at some point. Again, slow motion, less impressive. <laughs> Choreograph. <laughs> yeah. Okay, swing, clang. Now go overhead. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what they're hiding in the slow motion is the fact that they aren't going fast at all in real <laughs> in real time. Somewhere, young Zack Snyder's taking notes. <laughs> Uh, eventually they fall through a window and land in some sort of barrel warehouse. David chops off Dante's hand, but he regenerates, has powers to create flames in said barrels, and can also read David's thoughts now. And then Dante continues to kick the shit out of David until he hesitates for just a second, and David kicks him to the ground and then stomps on his chest, and he disintegrates into flames. David manages to take the power supply and plug it into the mainframe, and stops the regeneration of Dante's buddies with one second to spare. And David says, game over. And then David learns to love by going to the cybersex program and meets with Liana, who's happy. What a a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The only thing this was missing was the camera zooming down and their hands going over a baby bump. Oh, Oh, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) And that's the end of Virtual Combat. Uh... Not as fun as I hoped it would be. We've watched we've watched a few direct-to-video action movies, and this yeah. is probably my least favorite. Um, yeah, Don the Dragon Wilson. There's so many there's so many movies on Prime with him as the lead, and mm. I hope this isn't his best effort. I I and you know what I it, this movie is not as fun as we made it seem either. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> The, the the whole sex the whole cyber sex thing I feel like you could just drop that there's a movie in here where you could just have the virtual combat and the code somehow manifest itself into the human form of Dante mm-hmm. and he's trying to resurrect or he's trying to get his buddies out and it's up to the guy who is trying to beat virtual combat to stop them. Like, why sure. not just keep it at that? Why do we need to have cyber sex in this? Yeah, I, I think I think Hologram Man is the better version of this movie because they're very similar. Hundred um, percent. I agree. Yes. That seems to get what it was going like. It seems to get what we're we were looking for. Yeah. Basically. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It was. I was disappointed. Like I. I. I, I there are plenty of movies I disliked more than this, but this is the like the, one of the times that. Um. This is the first time in a while that I've been disappointed with a movie. Sure. I think that's I think that's the right way to phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. It, this movie was not what I was expecting in a in a bad way. Yeah. But uh. All right. Well, we'll have another one sometime. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try again. Yeah. I, I think next week. I think it had a good idea, but it just it mingled a little too much. You you don't need the horny CEO trying to get into sex trafficking. I think yeah. that's a little it's unnecessary. Uh the, the fighting was boring. It was like uninteresting combat. Yeah. I think uh, that's the main thing for me. Is if you if you let these fight scenes breathe a little bit, you let Don Wilson show off what he can do. I'm assuming he's very talented mm-hmm. in that aspect of it. I I would enjoy this movie so much more. Yeah. Um but most of the fight scenes don't last very long. They're they're cut up to where you could have faked, you could have had anybody there doing these, you know, as long as they could kick high, you could cut around the fact that they don't really know martial arts. The way they cut this, that's basically what you could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I would just love to see him go full bore, you know, in one long take or something like that. Just take it on, guys. Yeah, I I agree. I think an old boy scene where he's just going through guards because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're just cannon fodder in this movie, the guards. They yeah. stand no chance against anybody. Uh, yeah, something like that. Like he's trying to get into the uh, the main headquarters to stop mm-hmm. Dante and there's just a row a long row of guards and you know he'll snap his neck a little bit or just like you know break his neck kind of thing getting ready and just beats the shit out of all these guys that's what we needed yeah Yeah. i think we want this movie to be the raid yes yes (laughs) (laughs) why weren't you the raid movie you had that chance um yeah it's, it's just it's very bland that's my if i had to describe virtual combat in a word it's bland mark anything yeah, no, I, I about said the only thing that I would have added was, you know, just some little tiny surprise at some point, you know, whether it's the baby bump at the end or maybe for some reason we cut to a uh, um, a woman going into the cyber sex thing and one of the choices is the partner, you know, just something Ooh. just just something dumb like that, to, <laughs> you know, uh, that that's really the only thing because. It's so boring. You can just there's so much to just redo to get the whole movie good. But I would have at least had a nice chuckle or at least smile if they would have done something really dumb with the final scene. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, that's all I got to talk about uh, yeah. for virtual combat. You guys want to plug your shit? Yeah. Uh, at the Aquino 122 is my personal Twitter. Uh, at Stranger Damies is our real play D&D Twitter. Uh, yeah. Come give us a follow. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Stranger Damies, like Dan said, uh, episodes air every other week. But if you want to watch our entire session from beginning to end, uh, we do stream them live on twitch.tv slash gamevaultpod. That's the best spot to see that. And we take breaks and answer questions and stuff like that. And we usually do that every other Sunday. So just keep an eye out on the, the Twitter feed at Stranger Damies for what, what Sunday we um, are live at noon um, starting our session. Um, and then the Game Vault Pod you know, is is the uh, bi-weekly podcast we do. Video games, gaming culture, stuff like that. It's basically where the Twitch channel came from. Um, so check that out. It's me, Tom, and Jen. And um, we're getting through. We've been, we played w- way too many old video games at this point. Um, we were starting to forget what we've actually played um, in the last couple um, streams we had. Uh, so we're getting to that point, like with like with this podcast with movies. Be able to get for that. And then we stream five nights a week. So just check us out. Okay, great. And we are They Called Us a Movie. You can find us wherever you get your podcast just by searching for They Called Us a Movie. We're the mainDamie.com. That's our main website. It hosts all those shows that we just talked about. And you can find us on all socials just by searching The Main Damie. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search for The Main Damie and we will pop right up. We're also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com and on all socials and all podcast streaming apps just by searching Geek Vibes Nation. Tons of great shows on there. If you're into geek stuff, there's surely a show for you. And that's going to wrap this episode up the movie was virtual combat the director was andrew stevens so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony lavecchio saying to andrew stevens well you certainly made a movie didn't you
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 